Unite Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 104. <laughs> That's the slowest ent- intro I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I had to look up the number of that show. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am joined by the uh, Chatty Cathy of the Cousin Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Hi. That's me. Going out of order today. Here I am. And also joined by the mythical yeah, legend that. himself, Mr. Neil Urban. I know I'm the third wheel this this week. All right. <laughs> Hello. How are you guys doing? <laughs> and I got, listen, listeners, I'm just going to mention right up front, we have no idea what we're talking about today. None of us nope. have any wedding photography related things to talk about. We might talk about wedding photography, but this podcast in particular is literally just going to be like a getting to know you. We're going to, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what we're going to talk about. So just be prepared. Usually we're about... 80 to 90% like on topic, I'd say, right? Wouldn't you guys say that's about right? Like in terms of like oh, yeah. being yeah. like on topic. Some of these other mm-hmm. shows, um, I won't mention names, right? Some of these other shows like go off in these different directions. We usually stay stay around wedding photography. But uh, this one's not going to be that. We're going to, it's going to be kind of uh, getting to know you and uh, just uh, we'll see what, what we talk about. I have some ideas of things I want to talk about. I want to get to know you guys a little bit better. Oh. Okay. <laughs> So, well, look where we are. I mean, we're mid, yeah. we're mid of March. You know, not not much is going exactly. on in the, in the industry. But, you know? Yeah, let's start. Let me start with what we have in our hands, boys. What we're drinking because it's nighttime now. Oh, see, and I don't know how we're we doing this all the time, but I'm I, I'm good to go today. Actually, am I thought because I thought that might be the case. So I guess. What do you got? Who me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, you I'm, brought I'm, it I'm up. Gonna, I'm looking at schedule. <laughs> I have. I'm just doing single malt scotch. Go to. Uh, is the Glenfiddich 12 year behind me because a, a year ago, exactly. Natalie, Natalie and I were there at uh, the Glenfiddich distillery and it was awesome. Awesome day. Like it was the whole day, pretty much the, the tour. It's fantastic. It was, uh, it was, I can't br- rave about it enough from the smell of the air in the distillery to what we learned, to what we got to taste, to the exclusivity of the tour that we took. Was, and we brought home like a sample that we made. It was it was one of the best days I ever had in my life. It was such an awesome day. <laughs> anyway, so that's been our staple in the, in the house is just always the twelve year around, and that's that's it. And there's some other stuff. It's fifteen years, twenty one year, and James Kelly gonna, is going to give me some crap about drinking the same stuff. But hey, yeah, I like it. I got bourbon over there. I got <laughs> I got uh, Woodford Reserve, and then uh, what was that? Bullet. You know what I don't like, which is made in my area, Hill Rock. By the way, you never, guys are bourbon fans? No, no. Ugh, God. It's trying to be a scotch. It's trying to be... Uh, I, I don't know what else it's trying to be. It's trying to be a bourbon. It's trying to be a scotch. But yet, it's like a rye whiskey. I don't like it. It's horrible. I think it's so not worth the price. So That's What's what the... I'm drinking right here. Here oh. we are. Very good. Ding. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. I mentioned <laughs> to you before what happens when that comes through the podcast. Oh, what happens? No, it I'm just breaks just everything. Joking. No, it doesn't break everything, but it comes through like really loud. And when so I when I go to normalize the show later on, I got these peaks when you're oh. like clinking your glass. I got to like go into it and dig it into the show and then bring uh, it down. You know, that's probably because yeah, it's just the frequency, right? 
Yeah, I, probably it is just because of the because of the actual frequency. It just pops up louder in the in the track. So I gotta like because I want to normalize it and get the audio nice and like level. Um, but it just kind of plays with it. Neil, what are you drinking, brother? I am drinking a California Red. It's a uh, from Bogle called Essential Red. You can find it at pretty much almost any store around the country. Uh, my wife and I re- recently became um, wine club members at this uh, at this winery. Um, we like the price points, and but um, we want the reserve stuff uh, that you can't find in in stores everywhere. So uh, we're getting our first shipment uh, in, in. I don't know; it's on its way, so uh, should be within a week or two. So excited about that! But uh, but yeah, just a nice drinking red red wine from California. I support local, which well, I mean, it's not New York, but local is in U- United States wines. Hmm. Not really into like France and Italy. Nothing against them, but you know, I, I like to support my uh, my California What's that, what's that cool bottle behind you all signed? That that's uh, that's a a bottle. That's a good question, man. I like I like uh, your I like how you're paying attention to uh, the background detail. Um, yeah, this is what we had our guests sign at our wedding. It's a huge Nebuchadnezzar. Um, oh, for the for the Matrix fans out there, that's uh, that's what their that's what his ship was named after was the Nebuchadnezzar. A wine bottle and that's that's one of the size you know sizes and um all of our uh and the, and the picture is uh taken by uh our buddy scott jarvie who was on our i think our episode number two of wedding photographers unite um so he took that picture of us that's on the label and you know everybody signed it so mm, cool it's, yeah what about you andy what are you drinking um i'm just kind of like the lowbrow version version of a drinker so I'm oh, just. Uh, I like Blue Moon. Yeah, just a little Blue Moon, Belgian white. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I usually put it in a glass with an orange. Are you a mm. fan or no? Yeah, I guess so. I sometimes yeah. do in the summer, but in the in the winter, I guess it's still kind of the winter. I like to. Uh, I just drink it out of the bottle. It, is is that a, like a winter ale or or anything? No, it's a it's a Belgian style wheat ale, and I like my wheat beers. I like I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, the blow up of beer is unfortunately not timed well with me because I love beer. I love all, like all kinds of beer, but I cannot have, if I have more than one out, I'm getting all bloated. I'm getting way down. I'm getting tired mm-hmm. and I don't want to go home. And if I drink it at home, I can't stop drinking it because it's so good. And then I, I, I feel extremely bloated to the point where I feel like crap the next day. And so now and then I'll get like a little, just a rocks glass of like an IPA at one of our local uh, bars here. And that's it. That's all I got. That's all I can do. Even on St. Patrick's Day, I had like a rock glass of Guinness. I'm like, I feel I got to have something today. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that uh, we we didn't go out for St. Patrick's Day. I mean, we didn't go out until like later in the night only because day drinking, especially with beer. I just, I just need to take, I need to go to bed at like 2 p.m. Um, So yeah, we we didn't go out until later that night. Same thing, yeah, same thing our, on the golf Sunday course. Sunday fun days. Mm. Guys, um, here's what I want to talk about today. Okay. This, this is all, we're all over the place. This is all, well, no, we're not. We're just, we had the opener. All right. It was a light, like a light, soft pitch, right? Um, here's what I want to talk about. I want, I want to go deep. And I want to okay. know um, <sighs> what are some of the deepest thoughts that you think about in terms of humanity and our civilization and why we're here and what's going on. As much as you're comfortable with, I want to go deep. Uh, I want to I want to explore different avenues outside of wedding photography for our and, listeners. And so to our listeners, um, Andy never told us about 
this question <laughs> so we're completely no, unprepared i kind of you cut out andy like in the beginning of like the most important word you said you wanted i want to go J- jimmy i want to yes. go deep man i want to hear your deepest thoughts Into on, what? On, what on life on society on culture okay on uh how we think about the world how our society thinks about what's going on G- give, nice. give it to me man give it to me what do you think about on a daily basis when you how do you think about your thinking that's what I want to talk about. Hmm. Go for it. Good question. I'm, I'm throwing that. I'm throwing that out to you. I'm throwing that out to you. I'm throwing that out to Neil, and go. Well, from my standpoint, I got a you know a, a dorky 13 year old boy who is you know of course obsessed on the phone and all this, and I'm just, and I have friends that are in their 20s that are dating, and man, is it tough. So hats off to anyone out there who's single, who's you know, well, I know my son's too young for that, but he's approaching it soon. And he's, he's now completely engulfed in the digital world that we know, which is, of course, photography and everything else related to it. And, you know, and all the, I got a cat here. It's kind of bugging me. So um, I, I find it, I find it unfortunate that uh, everyone's so glued to talking to people on a social level, but yet... When we see him out, they're just so boring. For example, the bar we go to all the time down the street, Painters. Um, there's a couple guys that I know. I don't know them by name. I see them there occasionally. And when they're at the bar, they're both scrolling on their phone to like a complete, like not even at each other, not even showing each other something. They're like, oh, check this out. I got to show you. Nope. Just sitting there scrolling the whole time, sitting in the bar. I'm like, then what's the point of the bar? So is this society's doom? Is when everyone's out doing supposed to be social and, and, and out there having fun that they're all just still glued to their phone? Is that is this going to be the, the the problem of society? There's my deep thought of the that, day. Deep, that's your mm. deep thought. Is that is that your deepest thought? No, but that's that's always on my mind because mm. I'm you know I it's 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 just frustrating. We're out quite a bit and we Let, like to be I want to keep, I wanna to keep pushing you a little bit here. Sure. What is the point of life? <laughs> Scotch. I wanna, is that a good I, answer? I want to go deep, matter? man. I want to go deep. That wasn't deep enough for me. I want to go deeper. Deeper, deeper than that. Like, put me in. Put me inside of life? the mind of Jimmy Ferrara. What's going on? What's going on? What was the question again? What? <laughs> he's he's like a fish, like down in the bottom of the ocean. You like tell him, tell him one thing, and then it like forget, and then it like remembers. <laughs> What is uh, what's the purpose of life, man? Why are we here? Purpose of life? Yeah. It's got to be just to be happy, right? What else? What else is there? Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if you're just not happy, then what's the point? Because at one point you're gonna blow up and be like, I don't care how much money I'm making. I don't care about anything else. My life sucks, and I gotta do. I gotta make a change. Mm. Right. Okay. I mean, All for right, example, gonna... I was just I had a headshot session today, and I was talking. It was an actor, and he's he's up and you know he's trying to get more gigs of course he's local he's not very uh he's not on any kind of fame level but um and i was mentioning how i had a the a career in the film business for 15 years and as much as i love what i do the creativity level was like zero in what i was doing and i've always been creative so it was very difficult for me to be on set on a movie and watch people be creative about what they're doing. Even the art department, which had nothing to do with me, but everything else that was creative was like right around me. Yet my job was nothing. So after, you know, 
15 years, I left. I, I totally left the union and everything. You know, and, and midway through, I was pursuing photography more. So I feel bad for those people who have, like, who are sucked into their day jobs so much and they can't do, like, their passion, which could be photography, which is a huge, huge, you know, hobby for many people. Especially now, it's so affordable. You can just come home and have a laptop and edit stuff and be like, this is great. And, you know, but then their, their outlet for it is, is nothing more than just a couple posts on on some social media platform. And mm. That kind of stinks. Neil, I'm going to toss um, this back over to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Deep thoughts and mm-hmm. or, matter of fact, and I want, to, I want the same answers from you. But <laughs> deep, give me a deep thought that goes through your mind that maybe people don't think about. And then what is the point of life? Well, this kind of goes against all my rules that I put out there because um, one of my one of my tips is to never post anything about religion mm-hmm. or politics. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just hurts you. Um, it, it really does. Uh, but I mean, just to um, touch because no, no matter what your thoughts are, you're, you're going to have people hate you. Uh, whether whether if you're le- on the left, on the right, in the center, people are going to hate you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Whether if you if you're Christian, Muslim, whatever, whatever, people are going to hate you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't please and, everybody and, and all the time. N- no, not at all. And um, one one of the thing that you know it's, it kind of annoys me nowadays is that all the negative gets the most attention in the world. You know, there, there's there's it, it, I always think about if. You know, are there, is there more negative people in the world than positive? Are there more people doing negative things in the world than positive things? And why do, why does the negative get so much attention mm-hmm. instead of the positive? You know, there, there's even celebrities out there nowadays well, doing the like amazing things. You know, they're it's doing the amazing nature. things. And, and look in today's time right now, what's going on is this whole um, controversial things with Hollywood, you know, a couple of Hollywood celebrities getting their you know children, through college um, by paying their way or, or whatever, whatever's going on. But th- it's like these little negative things are, are, are being tr- over trumped. Well, pun intended um, or pun not intended. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, p- people are just so concerned with these like little negative things. And there, there's so much more positive in the world. And unfortunately the positive doesn't get enough attention. That's mm-hmm. what, that's what really kind of really annoys me in today's world, especially with the, all the social media, all, all the shares, all, all every, what everybody talks about is just negative, 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 negative. And I'm kind of, I'm really kind of sick of it to where I'm not, I'm not even on Facebook really much anymore other than when, when I have good news to post, I, I don't post anything negative. I, I don't post any, anything. I'm, I'm just kind of sick of it. That's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that's that's what's going goes through my thoughts on a daily basis. Whenever I sign into the stupid phone, mm-hmm. um, it's all it's all negative, you know. And 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 I guess <sighs> just try and be a change and post some positive stuff, and hopefully it feeds off other people and inspires other people. Yeah. All we can do is be the best version of ourselves, or that's all we can really do day to day is try to be a better version of ourselves. Um, yeah. And I think like, um, politically speaking, um, when you're on either side, the left or the right, the people that get all the attention are the people that are the extreme on the right or extreme on the left. And those are the people that, you know, because it's like they have something to say, you know, as opposed to people that are more moderate or in the middle that, that don't get a lot of, um, a lot of attention because they're not being sensational, you know, with, with what they're saying. 
Um, so, you know, I tend to agree with you there, regardless, not even talking left, left or the right, you know what I mean? It's just like on yeah. both sides. It's like, that's just what it is. And I think a lot more people in our country are probably more moderate, you know, um, on a lot of thoughts or like, or like have some positions on the left and some positions on the right. And, uh, and it's just kind of like harder to, uh, or, you know, you, it's harder to sometimes find people to vote for, you know, when you're, when you're like that, because, um, it, you know, you don't really have a candidate that's kind of like, um, you know, you know, somebody that says like, Hey, I can see things from both sides. Um, you know, there is a point to be made here. There's a point to be made here. And, um, you know, and, and what can we, uh, what can we do that, uh, that, that tries to be representative of the most people, um, in this mm -hmm. situation. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, Neil, the, uh, the point mm -hmm. of life. Oh man, it's, it's, it's all about what you make of it really. You know, if you want to be these, you know, if you want to be positive, you'd be a positive person, lead by example. If you want to be negative, then that's the route you choose to take. Um, going, going through the whole religious kind of thing, you know, I've, um, baptized Presbyterian. Uh, I went to Catholic schools pretty much from third grade to 12th grade and the more I learned about religion, the more confused I got, the more questions I had, and the less I really didn't receive any answers that answered any of my questions. So my, my whole religious thing was, is, um, let's not go down that route. I just, but Hey, you know what? I go to church every single weekend and it's, it's, even though I get paid for it, it's of all different religions. And if anybody gives me crap about not going to church, I say, Hey, you know, I go every Saturday <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then that's, that's my, uh, that's my easy route out of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm here making, making the most of it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think that, uh, that's what, what really matters, you know, at the end of the day. So, okay. So, uh, we'll come back around to some of my thoughts there now. Yeah. And what was the first thing that I asked? Um, Oh, like a bigger point. Um, so first of all, actually, I want to mention that here's my big thought that I think that I have quite a few, too many big thoughts. <laughs> I'll have to limit which ones. Big but um, by Andy Buscemi. <laughs> are we going down the whole virtual reality? We can. I mean, if you really want to. But um, <laughs> but I guess what I was going to say is, so I think human beings, um, because we are the only um because we're aware of the idea that we are going to die, um, we're really the only, you know, animals on this planet that are aware of that, you know? And because we're aware of that, it really kind of messes us up in like really kind of crazy ways um, in terms of like, how do we not think about that? I think we go out of our way to try and not think about that. And that's, a lot of the reason for a lot of the um or like just people for for example might choose to work or be a workaholic um in order to not think about that or uh, you might uh choose to uh you know follow certain kinds of uh things that make you feel good about life and all that kind of thing in order to not think about it uh and i think that's that's a that's a bigger um, idea. There's somebody I forget the 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 author, but there's a a book called The Denial of Death, um, and I um and I think it's just basically it's just that idea that 
Um, you know, we are aware of it. And because we're aware of it, um, we kind of come, come up with all sorts of crazy things to kind of avoid thinking about that question and avoid or avoid thinking about that reality. Uh, and it's a lot of the reason of why we do what we do. Um, and I think that's, uh, it's, you know, something interesting uh, as, as a bigger thought to think about. Um, do you uh, think we're the only ones who, uh, who, who are aware of death? Because, I mean, when a lion chases down a gazelle, the, gal, the gazelle is running for its life. You know, when the shark is oh. chasing <clears throat> after a seal. Yeah, I you know, think... The, yeah. You know what I mean? They got to sure, know think, that the end is near. <laughs> yes, and that's what I'm saying. I think like that that intellectually we're the only animals that can understand, about comprehend, and then maybe? think about long-term or can plan for gotcha. 20 years out on the road, plan 30 years out on the road. I don't think a gazelle knows that, hey, I better enjoy the next two weeks of my life because <laughs> in, in three years I may die, you know? like, and, but, but we are. We can, we can intellectualize that in a way that other animals can't because mm-hmm. um, I think there's that instinctive nature versus the long-term intellectual um, side of things that, uh, that, that we're able to do and, and animals aren't. So point of life, Andy, give it to us. Um, I really think at the end of the day, uh, that pretty much what you said, Neil, is 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 what it is about in terms of um taking each each day and trying to be appreciative of each day and making the most of each day and finding a lot of you know uh, I think it's uh, is it existentialism, you know, the idea that. Um, we as humans kind of make our own meaning um, and find our own meaning. I think we have to. I think I think it's our job to. I think I think we better do that because if we don't do that, um, then I think that it's very easy, um, you know, uh, to fall into a place where people can get depressed, people cannot care about things, people cannot cannot care about a day to day life. I think we have to kind of busy ourselves to some extent with doing things and improving ourselves every single day, making a better version of ourselves every day in order to actually, um, you know, kind of uh, appreciate life and make the most of it. Because if we don't, if we don't do that, then I think it's just very easy to just kind of like fall to the wayside, you know, and just kind of get in a depressive state of mind and not really actually enjoy life or maybe be able to make the most of it. So regardless of why we're here, what's going on, what the hell, think about like for me, I get super, super, if you want to get freaked out, this is all you have to do. All you have to do if you want to get totally freaked out, because this freaks me out, is just think about like all the thoughts that are Neil Urban, all the thoughts that are Jimmy Ferrara, all the thoughts that are Andy Buscemi. Think about your thoughts and how you think about the world, right? And all the thoughts that you're thinking, and then just stop. Imagine like when you die, like where where does Andy Buscemi go? The thoughts that are in my head. Where do those go when I die? And like, when I think about that long enough, and I'm talking like, think about that in silence for like two to three minutes. You'll be freaked out by about two minutes if you're, oh, if you're yeah. doing it the right way. Uh, like totally freaked out. Like it's just, it's crazy. Like if you just let yourself and allow yourself to think about that and kind of go, kind of go deep with it. And uh, so, yeah, I think, um, I think that's, uh, I think, but I think it's important to do that. And it's important to do that because so many of us don't do that. But I think it's important to do that in order to truly appreciate because to, to be aware of the idea that we can, that, you know, our time is limited here. Our time is very short. Um, whatever's going on, I appreciate the ability to be here, the opportunity to be here. 
whether it's whether you're more of a religious person or a science person, whatever, doesn't really matter. Same idea, same concept. Um, like we should appreciate that we have, you know, what we have here and make the most of it every day. Um, you know, good point. And I, you know, it also, that ties into exactly what we do for a living is capture these moments, a split mm. second of life that someone can look at for generations to be like, that was my parents when I was, you know, when they were before married or whatever the case is, or lifestyle session or just a portrait. And then years from then it's like that's my grandparents and you know in, in a drawer right over here i have uh my family's um photo albums some of them were born in the 1700s that's how old some of these photos oh, are wow, yeah there's a, I, I didn't it, it's so now it's like i don't even know the name like in the back it might say like a uh, like so and so whatever beach you know black and white portrait but uh yeah they're they're really some are really old in that book um so uh it's 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 uh what was my point here um well yeah no it's, it's something we shouldn't take for granted or forget about you know no when, when you guys go to family get-togethers parties when you're hanging out with your friends do you guys are you guys more um just living in the moment do you guys want to capture your That's friends? That's a good question, man. You know, do, do, you guys, do you guys bring the camera and bring the camera out to capture your friends? Or are you more concerned about taking a selfie in front of, with, with everybody? What, what, no Because I, I, I don't do any, like, I, I, I just, I don't bring out the camera at all. And I feel really guilty. And, and there's, there's been times where I'm, I'm looking at back on the past, like, you know, maybe 10 years. It's where like, gosh, I, I really don't have any pictures, but I have memories. But what's more important? You know, it, well, we all have a camera on our phone. So if the phone, if the camera didn't exist in a phone, we would be bringing cameras with us. People yeah. always did, you know, yeah. to a party, to whatever. And maybe not everywhere they go. But that's a good question because I'm, I'm always the kind of person who, if we're doing a vacation, like the Scotland trip Natalie mm -hmm. and I did last year, we just took the, the little like a point and shoot. That was it. And I Name shot drop. the trip. <laughs> And maybe posted a couple pictures from my phone, but that was it. And then when I came back, I made an album on Facebook, which is our go-to, you know, media, you know, platform. And then posted an album of Scotland. And I can go back to like Las Vegas. I can go to, back to Cancun, Key West, and all these albums are there. And, and looking back that I brought a camera for these trips is so much better than just snapping away on your phone because then you feel obligated to post it and then you might not make that album because you already posted it. And then it's just not, it's not the same as a camera. Like I wish people would stop with their phones with this crappy lighting that, that they're doing with these pictures and just bring a camera with a real flash. They will have those memories like you just talked about. To answer your question, I don't really, I might do the more corny thing of like getting a group shot of like some friends if we're out together and we haven't seen each other. I'll do one or two and then that's it. I don't, I don't have to post what I'm drinking, what I'm eating, yeah. this person hanging out. I, I'm, I don't, I don't care. I don't need yeah, to. But, yeah, do. but you know what? You're really gonna appreciate those group shots when, like, someone passes. You know, when, when you're, I don't, don't want to think about that way. But you know, what when someday when one of your buddies well, passes, yeah, yeah. Well, you're even gonna just, go back and be like, man, I'm, I really, I'm glad I captured that. True, and even just long before that, even when it's just a, a few years from now, when you look back, you're like, oh, that was that trip. We took our, our our friends came up our our lesbian friends our uh, Emily and uh, and Candice there she's a photographer I shot her both her weddings one to a man one to a woman crazy she shot our wedding last year 
So she and her and Candace finally came up to hang out with us um, and stayed overnight. It was great. And, you know, we did a couple group shots mm-hmm. at our local at a restaurant that Natalie works at. And that was it. And that was that was all. We didn't bring a camera out. But, you know, when that little memory comes up a couple years from now, like the first time we went to uh, to New York where Natalie and Emily first met. It's like, oh, yeah, that was a time we went to uh, Saxon Parole and had pig ears, you know, and mm-hmm. here's a, here we are taking a pig ear and the girls are putting a little earring on the pig ear. And it's like those silly photos are, are kind of funny. And I like seeing that in like. And you know what? That's I probably like a memory for you would reason. forget if, if you didn't take those images, probably, you know. Right. I mean, that, and that was done with a phone. But mm-hmm. if we but didn't still, have a camera on a phone. Yeah, exactly. I would have brought. I was big on Polaroids for years. Yeah. Years. Like those black and white ones. And then I would have a negative with it or. Even if it wasn't just a negative, it would just be the print. So I can just take a black and white picture and go, here you go, you know, give mm-hmm. it away. Yeah, so the, the, philoso- the, phil- the philosophical argument is when you're standing there, when you're on vacation, you're in these places, you're at family events, when you're standing there taking a photo, are you really as present as you, as you can be if you are not and you're, and you're not taking the photo and you're just there as an observer, you're there as somebody who's interacting with the the present situation, you know, um, like if you if you're there, if you're out doing landscape photography, um, and you're across this beautiful scene, right, um, and you decide to take photographs rather than be present, you're gonna get different. Your you the photographing experience is a completely different experience than the being present experience, right? Um, and 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 I think that um, we. Um, I, I'm trying to go deep when I can here, <laughs> but I'm bringing it up. But but we as 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 humans, right? Like we don't like to be present. We don't like to stop and just be and just sit down on the mountain and sit there for 20 minutes and suck it all in and take it in and experience the wind blowing across and the and the grass blowing. We want to do stuff. We want to be on our phone. We want to take a picture. We want to do this. We want our mind going 100 miles a minute all the time. And the, the problem with that is that um, we, aren't, we aren't just there. We're not experiencing the moment. We're not in the moment when we do that. So for me, I really try to not bring a camera like to, to these things because number one, I don't want to edit the shit because I, because I, I've, I've done, I'm, I do too much of this stuff and then I feel like I'm working. But number two, I want to be present, you know, like, so like if I when even when I did some of those uh, international trips over the past years, I'd bring the camera, but I like would tell myself that like, I'm only gonna like, like half of the time I'll do the photo thing, but then I'm going to put the freaking camera down and like not bring it, you know, like when I go out or, or, you know, for part of the, part of the day or part of the thing, because it's a, you get a different experience when you're shooting than when you're actually there experiencing the culture, experiencing the moment, um, experiencing the landscape, sitting down, shutting your mouth, and just enjoying the scene and just being. I agree. And it's yeah. hard yeah. to do. It's so hard to do in our society today. Mm-hmm. And also, like you said, it's when you pick up your phone to take a picture, chances are within that 30 seconds, you're going to scroll back on Instagram to see what people are doing, yes. or you're going to post that picture immediately. Yeah, and then see how or many you're going to go to some filter editing. How many likes you have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then yeah. that becomes you're your, not, your, your You're your really just going to take a picture and put it yeah. away. So my advice to people... Get a little point-and-shoot camera with a real flash and capture your life as you go through it and then do, do the steps it takes. Shoot, edit a little bit, if, if at all, and then post it. You, you know, it's, it's crazy that you've, uh, we were, my wife and I we recently went to a show 
And it's one of these big opera shows. And of course, you know, the, the person in front of us, she had to take a picture of where she was sitting, of, of the, uh, you know, her view and everything. And throughout the entire show, you, you, you saw, I couldn't, I couldn't help but pay attention. She kept opening up the picture in her Instagram and Facebook. Oh account. my God throughout the entire show mm. and she just kept on looking the concert? at who who was yeah it, it was it was a beautiful opera kind of orchestra kind of kind of concert it was absolutely gorgeous but this person just kept on opening her phone checking her instagram and facebook likes and scrolling down to checking her comments i couldn't help i i i hated the fact that she was sitting right in front of me yeah and it took you out of with? the show too exactly yeah. you know, exactly but i mean that, that's what some people Didn't live someone for, next to her be like yo Put that shit away. You, you know, they're, they were posting their shit too. <laughs> so oh. it, it was the whole group. <laughs> but by this girl, she was, like, she was like right dead in front of me. I No, no. She was like my age. You're even a couple Some, years Yeah, younger, sometimes you, you get the, I mean? the person kind of new to the posting world. It's like, and they're like, oh, this is great. And they're just enjoy. doing too much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay if you post stuff. Just turn it off afterwards and check out how much likes you got, you know, on your way home from the show. You know what I mean? It, it, it's funny because Danielle and I, we, we take a vacation and nobody knows that we're on vacation and nobody knows. Like we don't take, we don't post any pictures. We don't do anything unless it's for business because it's, it's marketing material. But when, when we take a personal vacation, we, I mean, we don't post anything unless we really want to, but um, because sometimes you have to show that you're human and, and you do, do normal stuff, but you know, it's just live in the moment. That's just. Do you think there'll be a uh, wave of this? Like, you guys are younger than me, um, and but you're still in the same mindset as I am. But yet, my friend Kathleen, who you know, uh, she's thirty-two. She's a little crazy, and she and you know, if I do a if I do a story, if I just do a quick Snapchat short story or a Instagram story or something, just a little quick video, immediately. Before the phone even goes back in my pocket, she's like, send it to me. I'm like, no, you, you'll see it. You don't need to have everything I shoot at, at, all the time. She drives me nuts. So I think that's a gap thing in, the, in a generation. But Natalie's 36, 7 soon. And, you know, she, treat, she thinks totally like me. So mm-hmm. how old are you guys again? I'm not disclosing info. <laughs> I am a young 39. 39. Yeah, I'm, I'm 39 as well. I'll be turning oh, yeah? 40 in April. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's coming up. And, and you're that's having an anniversary right. coming up. Yes. A couple of days, right? One, yeah. one year, March 31st. Five days, right? Yep. One year wedding anniversary, March 31st. Oh, good for you. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. I, it's been... any, any plans? Uh, yeah. So we're going to um, probably just uh, do dinner on the actual day but we're gonna go t- uh, back to uh italy but not italy we're going to sicily's because the last time we went um we went to our mother's sides and our mother's sides are from abruzzo on the east coast our father's side are both from uh sicily so we're gonna go to sicily and explore both of like it just so happens to be that her mother is sicilian or is is abruzzo region my mother is abruzzo region and her father, or our heritage, basically, if you go back a few generations, our heritage on our father's sides, both of our father's sides, is Sicilian. So we're going to explore the other side of our families um, in Sicily. And then uh, when I was looking up the flights to go there, I saw that uh, we were going to do a layover in London. So I was like, oh, well, I want to get out of the plane if I'm in London because I haven't been there before. So we actually did it in a way so that 
we're in London for a few days, and then um, we fly to Sicily, and then we come back to London for a few more days, and then fly back home. So, oh, very we're nice. Doing is London. that coming up soon? That's cool. Yeah, that's coming up uh, end of April, and it, which is kind okay. of going to be a little crazy because I have a wedding at the end of April in Maryland, and I'm flying from Maryland to New York City to meet Kristen. And then we're flying from New York City back. But my my second photographer is actually um, in in Rochester. He's a pilot. He's a very good friend of mine that I did uh, um, I did some shooting with when I was starting. But he has his own plane. And he's going to shoot that one with me. And I'm probably I haven't talked to him about this, so I hope it's okay. I'm, but I'm going to give him my gear and stuff so that he can bring it back to Rochester, so I don't have to deal with all that. You know, bringing it all over mm-hmm. to the, to there. So um, anyway, that's my plan. I hope it works. Cool. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It'll be cool. Um, and, and when do you when do you turn forty? What month? Uh, next again? month. Yeah, like uh, April April sixth is the birthday. So oh, okay. Um, October sixth. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy. Since you asked us how old we are, how old are you? I'm turning <laughs> fifty this year. Oh, hey. do the mf in front, but wow. I, I you don't really say the f word much. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Shit. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Yeah, Jimmy. October. I, that, that's awesome, man. I and I gotta. I gotta talk to you about something. Um. Because okay. you know, I'm, I'm following you on Facebook, and a lot of your older images are popping up on my newsfeed. I don't know if you're resharing them. I don't know if you're commenting on them. They're just automatically popping up. But I gotta okay. take you back to 2003. I went to film school in Orlando, Florida. And when I when I went to this film school, I was surrounded by like all these like artsy artsy guys, and they're all about this like independent film stuff. And at the mm-hmm. time, two thousand three, there was this movie that was super super popular, and it was called Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, yeah. And and I gotta tell you, man, the these these guys were going nuts over it. This is like their dream film to work on. These dream dream people to work for you know darren aronofsky he was like this this everybody was calling him like the new thing and everything and one of your pictures you know has you on the set working like like Uh my mind was blown once i saw that like you actually worked on a film that like i heard like legend stories yeah that's that's my most famous yeah can you tell us a little bit about the experience um um Okay, I'll, I'll back it up. I knew the cinematographer, Matt Libatique, who just shot uh, A Star is Born and the new uh, Venom and all kinds. Of, he's, he's huge. So him and I did uh, two movies before that and then a few um, music videos and commercials and stuff like that. I've known, him for, I've known him for a few years before that movie. And then that movie came along. He's like, hey, I got another movie coming up in, in New York. Are you on? I'm like, yeah, I'm on. So I had met Darren... Like long before the movie started, he was nice, all cool. I went to LA to prep the movie for like ten days, and then came back and we started shooting in in Brooklyn. And I hated the production of this movie. It was just it wasn't like the under independent movies I did. They were very fun, very mm-hmm. like a family oriented type thing. I've done big budget ones like Message in a Bottle and One True Thing, and I day played on those for a few weeks. But this was like a semi. A, decent budget for an indie movie but it just it's just there was there was you know it's like when you get a bridezilla on a day you know you just, that that energy just filters is this through the one you were talking about on the hangover podcast it, it was okay. yeah 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 okay, oh, okay. I, I'm, I I'm sorry i'm gonna hopefully i'm not now, a... but... yeah so 
during production, my my assistant and my other two people were like, they were ready to quit halfway through. They they couldn't take anymore. I'm like, no, but guys, you cannot leave. If you leave, what am, what am I gonna do? So there was a shot in the movie of Ellen Burstyn like talking to Jared Leto, and she's at the kitchen table, and yes, the focus yeah. is a little off. Yeah, that's that was the first AC. I was pulling focus. So it's it's kind of like on her ear or between her eye and her ear. That that scene is in, still in the movie, so that, that's my bad. That's my gosh, I, th- I think we talked about yeah. that in film so, school too. I did. Right yeah, so, class. I, so I was fired from that. Sh- I was fired for that. Wait a second. Oh, wait, then, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. And, and they still used hold, it. Hold, hold they on still a used the shot. Hold on a second. Yes. In film school, they talked about yeah. Jimmy's mess up. And, and, and they showed it. And they wait, showed they, it. Who? There, who there did? were about there were about two hundred people. He, in he the said he went to film school, and they talked about that. They talked about that shot. Yes. And, Get the and hell out of here! And, and then they backed it up with another shot where, where it's a it's a it's a dolly shot as to where it went from her one side to the other side. We talked about that whole scene. Like that's incredible that okay, you wait, you, you worked on that. <laughs> you you in film school you talked about two different shots in and, that yeah, movie about and, focus pulling. And also there there's the the one shot at the, uh, where she's standing at the end of the pier. I remember something about that. I mean I mean we're going back like. 17 years when we I nailed every this. shot except for that one <laughs> <laughs> dude that's films, so funny that was me is no joke that's man they, they, they tear every single every single in in 2003 man people were just dying over this film like they wow. were going nuts over it I didn't know that but yeah they, they I didn't broke know it people, down they they, pl- they they played it I didn't on, know it was like that famous 20, yeah they're still doing it today screen. every day they bring up your name in film school every day <laughs> <Yeah>. since 2003 <laughs> <laughs> they're like yep and that so, character yeah. Jimmy Miss Focus. Well, the problem on that was show. what happened was is here's what happened. So the operator, I forget his name, nice guy. He was off in another room. It was it was a big warehouse, a bunch of sets. There wasn't really a bedroom and a house. It was a set, and he was shooting like those little close ups, the little quirky things in between that use a clock and all this like second unit stuff that should have been a second unit production, second unit DP, second unit operator, whatever. But no, he's. He was the he wanted to be the savior of the movie. And I got this guy pegged. He never had any friends growing up. He got in the film business. He got some popularity. He got some friends. Here he is now. I don't like the guy. So he, I forget his name. I tell I tell you his name right now. I don't give a shit. But so he was off not doing his job, which should have been operating the camera. And when you operate the camera, you look for headroom, you watch for things sticking in, like a boom of the stand over there. You're watching eyeline. You're constantly doing something, right? Well, Maddie, the DP, was now operating the camera. He got a little too emotional in that scene, and he's kind of crying during it, so you really couldn't tell if it's in focus or not. And not that you can anyway, because with a film camera, you got that shutter going, you're only seeing oh, literally yeah. half the image. It's kind of hard. Mm. So he was like, you feel good about that? I'm like, yeah, I felt fine. And we moved on. Fair enough, not so much. So, so once I was fired, the union stepped in and was like, well, who was operating the camera? And why wasn't the operator operating the camera? And that, whole, that caused a whole big to do for real like it was a bit i was called in well, what was your job did. description i'm sorry what was your job what was your job description? i was first ac pulling first focus AC. i was okay. the d- okay. department head so anything camera related technically was my me i didn't have anything to say creatively but or creative wise my team quit that sunday night when i got the phone call saying i was fired from maddie he was like crying on the phone telling me that he had a, he had no choice about this so i called up jesse my assistant he quit i called up my other assistant she quit and they all left. So I went in the next morning real early to get my stuff. Holy crap, did I cause a disaster. They didn't shoot at all the next day. I took some of the Panavision equipment, dumped it in with the Aerie stuff, the Aerie 3 stuff <laughs> over here, the IMO stuff we use for that 
rig that you, that you put on a body so you can see like the person moving and the background changes and all. That was, I just took stuff out of my bags and just threw them on the floor. Literally just empty <laughs> cases, what do you mind? Just said, and then I mixed it all up. I didn't, get, I didn't care. They're, I was already fired. They, a camera department walked in and goes, oh my God, we're not going to shoot today. You can, I don't know where anything goes. We had wow. two different systems. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm going off on a rant. So, so what, what, what stage of the movie was? I mean, were you guys like uh, we were about through, two, or? we were about half, well, halfway to two thirds done. I say, okay. yeah. Okay. When I watched, when I saw the movie after, I'm like, oh yeah, I wasn't there for that. I wasn't there for that. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't watch it now. You know, yeah. I don't. I think Marlon Wayans was highly miscasted with his. He was always. He's a funny guy. He did a good oh, yeah. job, but yeah. Anyway, it was it was interesting. I wish some oh, man, of my other I wish I knew you back then. I'd I'd call you I, up and so you could stand yeah. stick up for yourself in in the class. <laughs> I know, right? But I, I had I've done so many other independent movies that were so fun and so weird and so quirky, and I they just never took off. You know, mm-hmm. like I've worked with John Leguizamo a few times, and I did this one weird movie called uh, Final Rinse, which was so awesome, and it just it never made it to cult classic. And I wish they did, as opposed to this movie. That I don't even particularly like. I don't know why it's such a big cult thing, but I, I wish those other movies did. And then after that movie, I stopped kind of doing movies and went to commercials. But that's you know, funny which, that you guys which, do that. Which, you know, yeah, it, um, man, crazy. That's so crazy. I'm actually yeah. talking to the really person responsible. You guys talked about me. Me, man, me. That's insane. Like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, like um, one person pulled focus. That was me. <laughs> but but you know what? If, if, if you were to get that phone call again, would you go back and start doing movies again, or do you? Think I couldn't because you know, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I'm not in the union anymore. But I was. I would probably. I can probably jump back into pull and focus pretty good. I can still operate a camera very well. I can still mm-hmm. operate a geared head very well. I, I want to get one so bad just to have around, just to play with a geared head. But very expensive. I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, question yep. for you. Okay. Let's say that aliens are real. <laughs> and they come down on their spacecraft and land on planet Earth. And when they get here, they decide that you are a tasty treat and they would like to eat you. Okay. Do you have a philosophical ground to stand on if they decide that that's the case? I would say my friend, Jimmy Galliano, who works for CNN, is much bigger. He'd probably taste way better because he's got more meat on his body. <laughs> okay. That's the first thing I would say. Okay. <laughs> Neil? I'm a little do, guy. Do, do you have a moral right to tell the aliens, no, please don't eat me? I need more time. <laughs> no, I... Um... No. I, 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 would, I think I, about I, that. I would point out someone who, who's... <laughs> Who I don't like, and say go eat them first. Well, the reason I bring, I think about that kind of stuff all the time. Like, what aliens would be intelligent life equal to us, kind of thing? Because they could be, they could have something that we never. They could be doing something we never heard of. Like, I always think, I always say this. Like, if they saw us dancing, they'd probably do the whole. What the hell are you guys doing right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, seriously, what are you doing? Mm, no, when, right? when, when I, whenever I think about aliens, I think about how old our universe is, our, our galaxy alone is, is that alien, aliens could have existed millions and millions of years ago, and they're already gone. They're already done. Oh, they're long gone. Yeah. I, I listen to all or, this kind or, of Or we're the aliens stuff. now, and, and there's someone else out there that's not as smart as, as we are, and they're waiting for us. How about this? When our sun becomes a supernova, it will eat Earth completely. 
Oh yeah, there will be and, no Earth anymore. Well, and then it'll it's, become and, it'll supernova, mm-hmm. and then it'll be gone. It'll become either a, a dwarf or a black. Uh, it's a little too small to become a black hole. So it won't. Yeah. It can't do that. But it'll become like a little a little dwarf, a little quasi. And not it'll, quasar, it'll, it'll become it'll, like a little white star. It'll fry our planet before then. I mean, look at Mercury right it'll, now. It's it's, it's yeah. fried, and that's what Earth is going to be once our yeah. once our Earth once our sun but, gets uh, a yeah, bigger size. Yeah, but at least size. that planet's there. I'm saying those yeah. planets and us will just be dust yeah. gone. Yeah. That's, and, th- and that's and that's why I was thinking, you know, do I want to be cremated or buried? Because if I get buried, you know what? Our Earth is going to be pulverized sooner or later anyway. So we got a couple billion years yet, though. So yeah. we'll we'll be all right. <laughs> so so here is uh, well. First of all, I got a question for you guys after this. Go there, ahead. There's Andy. a lot okay. to talk Go about ahead. there. Uh, first of all, I asked that. Qu- <laughs> let me get to why I asked that question first. Now I asked that question because. If you are a meat eater, you have zero ground to stand on from a moral perspective to tell the aliens no. Now, you can fight them and you can try to let them not eat you. But if you do eat meat, um, the reason that why we justify that we can eat meat, um, for example, is because cows are dumber than us. And because cows are not as smart as us, we are it is okay for us to eat them. So if aliens come down and they say, oh, these humans are so dumb, if, if like, so like, we are like what? I don't know what the number is, but let's say that we're 20 times, let's say that we're 100 times smarter than cows, right? If aliens are 100 times smarter than us um, and they think that we're so dumb, like compared to their 100 times intelligence, that they say that, oh, these humans are just like little ants and they're, they're so, they have no intelligence at all. So I'm just going to eat them because I want to. All I'm saying is, is that we have no moral stand ground to, more, you know, to, to stand on. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. <laughs> um, but you guys went to some interesting points there and, uh, and basically on the alien thing and the earth thing. Um, yeah. So, so the earth will eventually, that'll eventually happen. And hopefully, um, human beings figure out how to get ourselves off this planet by then. Cause that's way, that's like millions of years into the future by the time that happens. So hopefully yeah, we figure I know things that- out and I think we will. And I think that our artificial intelligence and all these different things are going to happen that we will be able to get off the planet by the time that that happens. However, if you go further and further and further, oh, clock's ticking. We we will talk about that then. The clock is ticking. But if you go further and further and further (laughs) and further out, you know that the universe does totally run out of energy and totally ends up being just like uh, like no heat, no heat source, no anything like that. And then just it ends up being this cold, dark thing to the best of our scientific knowledge that we have at this point in time. So that's uh, that's interesting when you look out that far. But so you're saying, Neil, what did you just say? You said... Oh, the cl- no, the clock is ticking, you know. Oh. I don't, I don't think we have that much time to, to figure all this out. I, I, you know, we are smart, but we're not that I, smart. I don't see the big deal in, in this whole Mars, you know, plight. Oh, I mean, it's dude, far enough huge. away to where we could survive for a little while longer. I don't, I don't understand why they can't like. Well, I know it's easier said than done, but like drop, drop like a hydrogen bomb on Mars and release like all this oxygen and stuff. You know? That's not a bad. Well, that, that, Elon that, Musk was that'd saying be that. Cool. Yeah, Elon. Oh, all right. Was, dropping up. Well, he was. <laughs> so I'm thinking just like a like a genius. It, well, in theory, right? In in this in this loose theory, but there's a lot of holes in it, and a lot of people will, you know, a lot of scientists will say. You know, there's a back and forth on it, basically. But in theory, if you drop enough nukes on a place, you can kind of reignite the atmosphere and kind of get things going to where things warm up a little bit. But but, yeah, but, but how long but, is that going to take? Exactly. And then you'd have to wait for years and years and then the radioactive stuff. And it's just mm-hmm. so. But um, yeah, man. So but the but the that just the idea but I think that is important to do to do the Mars and all that kind of stuff, because I think we do need to if human beings want to survive. Right. 
um, we need to kind of get ourselves off of this planet or at least start thinking about it so that, um, you know, because because what's going to what's going to stop our culture or stop our society is if, you know, we end up, you know, hurting ourselves. Right. Neil, you were talking about earlier in this podcast, are humans basically good? Are humans basically bad? I think we're basically good. But I think there are, are a lot of people out there that, that if there was a red button, see, because like in the years past, right? The red button of, um, you know, like dropping nukes and all that kind of stuff and going to World War III was like very few people had their hands on that red button. But let's say our scientific knowledge keeps increasing and we start getting smarter and smarter at these things. And let's say that, that we create something that where it's easier to get your hands on the red button, there's going to be somebody that hits that red button, you, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. we, so we kind of need to be thinking about that and be proactive about thinking about that. And even as far as artificial intelligence goes, be thinking ahead of that curve um, in order to make sure that uh, where things don't creep up on us and all of a sudden AI is our enemy, right? So we have to be kind of thinking about that ahead of the curve and trying to think implementing systems now to kind of not screw ourselves up or screw up humanity in the future. And, and another thing I think about, I mean, you know, this is going, this is getting kind of deep here is, okay, I'm not going to question the, the, um, you know, who God is and all this stuff, but if God is such an almighty thing that's out there and he created this earth in seven days, why didn't he create a plan B for us? You know, why, why didn't he, why didn't he say, you know what, the moon is going to be, you know, the, the humans of what I'm going to create their, their second home or Mars, or why do you create these gas these gas planets, you know what I mean? Like why don't he create these rocky earths for us? You know, why don't we have like eight or nine other neighbors instead of just us? So that's another thing say that I, is, I always a joke. think about. You know. Well, it's mystery. There's the joke. I got an answer <laughs> for that. Go ahead, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying that like, you know, p- people spin it and be like, well, that's the joke that, you know, right. God's this awesome comedian. So, and he's you know, so, laughing at so us. So my like, quick <laughs> thing to that, and I don't mind talking about my thing, you know, um, but, but my quick thing to that is I think that it's li- the reason why things are the way that it is, uh, it's a yin and yang thing. Um, it, things aren't perfect here, uh, because if everything was good all the time, we wouldn't know that it was good. We have to have bad in order to understand what good is. If everything was awesome I all the totally time. Agree. We would not know that it's awesome. So we need bad. We need to see bad. We need to know that bad exists. We need to, that needs to be within our vision in order Mm -hmm. to understand what good is. So, so it's, it's that whole idea of yin and yang. And, um, you need the yin in order to have the yang. You need to have black in order to understand white. If you only have black or if you only have white, you don't understand, you don't understand the other and you don't know. So I think that's, uh, that's part of the reason why, you know, things are mysterious um, and, and why we're kind of, uh, you know, we don't know all the answers to everything. Because if we did know the answer to everything, like if we just knew everything about what was going on, imagine that, imagine that you are God, okay? Regardless of whether you believe in God or not, but imagine you are. And if, if you were all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving, Right? You could do anything that you wanted whenever you wanted to. Uh, if you could, then, w- and it was just you in the universe, and all there was was you, and that was it, how exciting would, would you, how excited would you be on a day-to-day basis? Well, even though there is no, there would probably be no day, it would just be. You would just be. You just are. How long do you think that would be okay for? 
probably not about long. not long. You you would go insane if you just were and you could do anything that you wanted to whenever you wanted to. Um, so my yeah I, yeah thing I is Everyone, my you think thing that when you're a kid yeah dude. So my thing is is and not much just my thing, but many people's thing. Uh, my thing is is basically just that if you were that you almost have to create this you almost have to create what's going on right now in order to actually enjoy it you have to create this game with yourself because in because in my kind of thoughts i think we're all god we're all it we're all playing the game with each other you're playing the role of neil urban i'm playing the role of andy you're playing the role of jimmy listeners you're playing the role of your you right but we're all playing this game with ourselves because we have to. We have to play this game with ourselves because otherwise it would be so boring. It would be so horrible. We have to not know what's coming next. We have to create excitement for ourselves. That's what we're doing. That's what's going on, at least in my opinion. And that took me a very long road to reach there because I used to be agnostic for a number. I was raised Catholic, went to be agnostic. Then I went. Then I was atheist for a long time. And then I started thinking... Uh, there's a really super nerdy way on how I went from atheist to kind of getting spiritual and getting to where I'm thinking right now. But, um, but it's, uh, I, I think that's what's going on, man. I think we're all just, just kind of playing the game with ourselves because we have to, we have to, if, if we were it, if we were it and we were in that situation, you know what we'd be doing? Exactly what we're doing right now. That's what we'd be doing. We'd have to, to be doing that. Well, going back to what you said about the yin and yang, my sister, for example, she's two years older than me. She has the most boring taste in food. We'll go out to dinner sometime. I'm like, oh, you should try this. She's like, what is it? I'm like, it's, it's lobster or something. She's like, no, I don't, I don't like it. I'm like, did you ever have lobster at this? Whatever, bisque or whatever it is, the dishes. I'm just throwing something out there. She's like, no. I'm like, well, then how do you know, A, you don't like it? And if B, you try it and you hate it, then isn't everything else that you like better? Like, if I try something that's disgusting, I'm the first to be like, oh my God, you got to try this. This is disgusting. And people will be like, why would I want to eat something that's disgusting? I'm like, because that's the bad part of life. And you can then tell a story of how disgusting a soft shell crab sack is. Mm. If you accidentally leave that in there, mm -hmm. oh, that's disgusting. So, <laughs> it's, or chewing a bear aspirin. You ever get, eat a bear aspirin? You know how ridiculously bitter that flavor is? <laughs> no? You guys don't, do no. you? No. Oh, Lee, that's probably one of the worst things you can eat is a bear ass. It's so horrifically bitter. But when I was a kid, I kind of, you know, I, I couldn't chew one, so I'd eat it. And I, it's just disgusting. And I still know exactly what that tastes like. But then I can appreciate food now, and I love everything, really. I, I eat all kinds of crazy stuff, crazy stuff. So, but maybe that's why, because I'm, I'll try something bad and then not like it or like it. I don't, I don't understand the people who just won't try something food wise who are like, no, nah, I don't think I like that. Just, you know, it's like, we got to try it, man. Just, mm -hmm. You might like it. I agree. I agree. I was a, I was a very picky eater when, when I was growing up and, um, it took me until I, I started to travel. Um, yeah. cause if, right. if I'm going to travel, point. you know, I want to taste what they're known for. Mm. Yeah. And that kind of, oh, yeah, that kind of opened up things to me and I was like, wow, there's a whole new world. Yeah. For example, last year in Scotland, people are like, Oh, they have haggis there. I'm like, like the first thing they said to me is like, do you know what it is? I'm like, I don't care what it is. It's, it's served there. It's one of the meals I had it every day. I loved it. It was fantastic. Then blood pudding was another thing. Um, whatever the weirdest thing in the menu is, and Nat will contest, I'll be like, you can stop there. I'll take one of those right now. Because um, I don't want to try it. It's like, why would you not want to try it? Especially, especially in another country. Like I haven't been to China or those, you know, 
areas where they had like a, the the market street, you know, and it like you 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 see like dog there, and you have like all kinds of crazy stuff, and you just getting stuff. To, I would love that. I would love <laughs> that. But um, I just haven't been in a part of country where they do that, you know, uh-huh. or part of yeah, any part of country. Oh, so by the way, so about the whole space thing, do you guys know about Apophis? No, what's that? No, okay. On April 13th, 2029, actually the day my daughter turns 21 on that day, is an asteroid called Apophis, which will, for the first time in history, of mankind history, of, of recorded history, will just miss Earth. Wait, this like, is 2029, right? Skim it. 2029? Yeah, 2029? Yes, yes. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been following this for asteroids about ab- 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Asteroids about the size of Giant Stadium. It's about 400 meters wide. Um, according to everything, it'll miss us. But only it's, it's be, not only between the, the, our lunar space, between the moon and Earth, it's below our satellite space. So it's becoming, it's going oh, wow. between satellites and Earth. And th- that is like really just missing Ooh, us. Oh, man, that is super yeah. close. And if it hit, it's pretty bad. Now, now do you do you think that they're saying it's not going to hit just so that there's not like that's you know pandemonium? I don't know. I don't know where all these theories, you know, these conspiracy people are. I maybe not. I like to think that it's not because then because uh, I mean we some, plan some something kind of deflective that, mechanism. Yeah, something that big usually uh, flies around with satellites too. You know, but what so, if it what if it hits something between now and then, and all of a sudden goes? Oh, now I'm heading right towards Manhattan. Yeah, you know, I. I we don't have a plan to deflect asteroids, and, and that's like that's not really sh- that shouldn't be a joke, you know. Mm-hmm. Global warming, all that crap, we'll be fine. But if an asteroid hits us, we're not going to be fine. Tell that to the three hundred million year old dinosaur that was around for all that much time, and all of a sudden goes, "What's that thing in the sky?" And then hits us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that that asteroid, is, I, I'm baffled. I love that that whole kind of stuff because mm. uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of panic. Unfortunately, it's only ten years away. I know, and there, you know, there might be like and a we'll, whole we'll panic. Be, like, hopefully, we'll be here for of it. people, the religious groups, whatever it is, anyone who's like just thinking maybe it's not gonna miss us, and maybe the the powers that be have no plan to change it, and we're just yeah. like, that's it. What are you gonna do? You know. Well, you guys remember what happened on uh, Y2K and uh, oh yeah, 2012. Oh my god. <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> no, I was literally ready to go for and on Y2K. I I was a believer of it. And uh, the funny part is that we lost power as soon as the ball dropped, and then all of a sudden, it, like two minutes later, it kicked down. We like we thought that was it. It was done. Yeah, that was that was that was yeah. Let's, that was kind of speaking of silly this, that everything would this, collapse. One more one more point that I'd like to make that I don't often get on the show since I'm going deep with all these thoughts that I think is, this is a super important thing. All right. Y2K. Did we land on the moon? This kind of thing. Uh, listen, here, here's one of the most important things. And I think the failure of public school education is that we don't teach our kids to be more critical of thinking or have critical thinking school skills, especially in today's world with the internet, the way things are, where is the information coming from that you're receiving? What agendas do people possibly have for saying the information that they're saying? And so I think one of the most important things that we can do is to critically think about all the information that we receive, all of it, right? And, and judge it based on the evidence we have uh, for it 
um, because we know that human our human minds are very fallible. Our, our eyewitness testimony is one of the worst things in the world in terms of being reliable. Um, our brain makes things up. Our brain fills in the gaps um, very often. And I think when we when we get new information in, one of the most important things that we can be doing is be skeptical of it, that information, especially when an extraordinary claim is being made. So, like Carl Sagan uh, said, uh, you know, when we when people make extraordinary claims, like or or extraordinary claims, um, you then need extraordinary evidence to support it. Um, get to talking about the conspiracy theories and all that kind of thing, um, like, is it, like the amount of people that it would take for these conspiracy theories to actually be true, the amount of, um, of, of people that would have to collude with one another in order for these things to be, to be, to be true, doesn't, you can take, especially the, the bigger grand conspiracies, um, it's, it's, it would be impossible, essentially, for the amount of people, especially higher up, the higher up you go. And I think a lot of people that like believe in these conspiracy theories and that kind of thing are really just kind of, um, they're they they haven't been in positions to like to like or places where they actually know doctors, for example. Because if you know doctors, like or if you're friends with doctors or if you've talked to doctors before and ha or hang out with them, you pretty much know that they're just regular people, just like you or me or whoever. They're just people that went to school that that learned you know the information that they needed to learn in order to do the jobs that they're doing, and they're really not out to get you. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not out to like to like to like try and not do something that works like uh, we talk about like naturopathy or um you know basically if it's natural then it must be good for you if it's if it's wholesome or if it came from the earth then it's good but if it's a human made product then it's bad um you know like when you go down all these these different roads like these people aren't like if if something works right and here's the here's the biggest test for it if for example um if you want to take something like um any kind of, any kind of, give me, like, I want to, let's take acupuncture, for example, all right? Um, okay. It, if acupuncture worked, right, then it would be medicine. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, if it worked on a regular basis, time and time again, we would do the research on it, we would have the evidence like we have for actual science and actual medicine and actual evidence, and if we did that, and repetitively, now people will say, like those people in that camp that don't really know, will say that there's studies that 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 have worked or that show. And right. and the the problem with with that is that any time that they ever did, it was nothing more than a placebo effect ever, never anything more than a placebo effect. Um, it, but the, the, so if it actually worked, if it was actual medicine, um, for example, then it would then become medicine because it would have the scientific rigorous studies to follow suit. Um, so my, my overall point here is when you get new information in, we should be critically thinking about it in order to, before we just naively believe things, especially the way social media works, especially the way Facebook works, especially when people are putting out their own agendas in their own places, how do we receive the information we're receiving? How do we know what's true versus what's not true? Um, and I think this is a very important um, topic that, that really would improve our society if we all just did learn a little critical thinking skills and did not just assume that people in powers of authority were people that were trying that were out to get us right but but that we actually like understood how science worked or understood how um how 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 the consensus is formed amongst people that are in positions of power to do things now i'm not saying that sometimes there isn't an element of truth 
to um you know to to a conspiracy here and there right and we do need to be critically thinking but i just think that this is a huge important point especially when we talk about conspiracies or the idea that stuff comes up that is uh incredibly important uh for for our our society and our culture to be the best that it can be without the bullshit because there's a lot of bullshit that goes on and it's very hard to identify what's real from what's not and but but if we learn some of those critical thinking skills, I think uh, we'd be better off as a society for that. Oh man, deep thoughts. Oh, I know. I, and you, one of the conspiracy theorists out there that I I just I just hate 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 hate, and I have to stay off social media because I just block about a hundred. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Flat. The flat Earth? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! This is so oh no! Oh, well, that's oh that's God, one that's, of them. That's no, that's just, just, okay, 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 okay. No, there's, there's one. Day, there's so, one day that just gets uh, me. There's just one day on out of the, out of the year that just gets me so fired up, and that's nine eleven. Um, oh yeah. Just, oh yeah. It, it, yep. It's it's just. Oh God! It's sickening. It's so, such disrespect. That stuff is yeah. sickening. Yeah. Did they think our government planned a bomb? It's just like, are you kidding me? They're saying that their the planes didn't exist. Oh my gosh! Like I just, I just need to like separate myself from humanity the, the, for the, I, I, yeah, the I level you. of collusion that it would take for that to actually be true, and and all these people are just normal people. These people, I think, you know, like the pe- these people that generally speaking believe in the conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff are just people that generally aren't aware or have never been in positions of power where the, you're talking to people. You know what I mean? That are that are working at certain levels. It's just. Um, everybody's just we're all just normal people trying to figure it out man everybody doesn't matter if it's it, but the one the people who are starting this whole their whole campaign is the typically the upper middle class male who just gets some information and then starts something and before you know like yeah man I don't even think we the 9-11 was even real I think the government did this man and then it just gets some legs for whatever reason and then goes there I do like the since I was a kid, the whole man in the moon thing was a very, very interesting yeah, it's, conspiracy it's, theory. It's interesting. They could fake it but pretty not, good. Not you know? the, again, the amount of people <laughs> that would need to, to collude on that is is just ridiculous. There, there's, you know. Yeah. But the evidence behind that was pretty but good because the, the race with Russia and all that and just get there. And, they, and like you said before, Andy. When we look up something, how do we know what all we're looking up is what someone else put in a newspaper, on a TV, on Wikipedia, on on some blog somewhere, anywhere, any in a magazine? It's all someone else wrote that, and that's how we're getting it. Unless we were there to physically experience it, like like I did with that movie before. So, or you know someone that was there, but even then they could they right. could embellish so, so it you, too much. So you so you have to use you, know, you, the, just, you, just, the, the, you really never know unless it's your own experience. Right. You have to use the best information that you have provided to you. And if and like I said before, if you're going to make this extraordinary claim that um that 9/11 didn't happen for example, if you're going to make this extraordinary claim, then you then you then need extraordinary evidence. Like extraordinary evidence to support that claim because uh, because very often the, the simple answer or is 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 often the correct answer um, you know or in terms of what's happened but you know I will take another side and, and take the other side for just a second how do you know that we didn't just come come into existence within the last hour <laughs> true <laughs> and if we came into the existence within the last hour who knows what's what anything is that's entirely possible here we are yep just just, no, just, just got, some got, thoughts planted in your mind <laughs> 
you guys brought up flat earthers, man. I thought that was seriously a joke, yeah. like an online. Oh no, joke. they believe it. And then, then all of a sudden, I start reading comments. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are actually they being it. real. Yeah, know. you know when you, you you scroll on Netflix and when you mouse over something and it starts to already play the the trailer before you can move anything else, you know, mm-hmm. like any movie or whatever it is. I was doing that last week and it stopped on. Uh, I like to watch a good documentary. I watched the whole Michael Jackson one recently, which is yeah, good. I saw that too. Yeah, that yeah, well, HBO. That's not Netflix, but still. But then I'm looking for I'm looking for something else on Netflix, and then and some flat Earth thing just have to be playing in the background. I'm like, please get me out of this as fast as possible, <laughs> you idiot, you complete <laughs> idiot. Like seriously, it's this isn't the days of Magellan when we didn't have yeah, all you, you know, have to means do, all, of, literally all you have to do is get up inside a plane, travel around the world once, and, and you know what I mean. Like it's like, pretty it's, much it's so dumb, man. It's just the dumbest thing in the world. These people are I, so I dumb. I'm sorry, I, like I like I like you know. It, again, if you're gonna if you're gonna some people are just more prone to believing in conspiracy theories because of the way that they're wired and they're anti-establishment, anti. It makes but, it makes them think they have something over everyone else yes. and then it gives attention exactly. to that person. It's their thing. And they go, oh, tell me more. Exactly. Because conspiracy theory leader, yep. you know, that's all it is. 100%. If this person had any kind of real friends in their life, they'd be like, listen, <laughs> shut up with this crap already because I'm not hanging out with yeah. you anymore. As, as we lose 2% of our audience this episode. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, let's talk about something a little bit more fun. You know, uh, my wife and I, were, um, we don't get to watch much TV, but we're right now we're uh, getting caught up on Game of Thrones. I know we're about 10 years late, oh, but, yeah, we're, right. we're, but we're get, actually getting caught up on it. Uh, what, do you, what are you guys uh, binge watching? Are you guys watching anything that's... Uh, well, Game of Thrones, Natalie and I have watched... I don't know a goddamn thing. I, I know. Don't don't give me any blonde. spoilers. Don't give me any no, spoilers. I'm I'm mid season oh, five right now. Oh, has it started yet? The new season? No, no, I guess okay. not. I guess All it's going to be the final season. Chick. I'm on season five. Okay. So I, if you listen. if you say anything, I will punch you through the screen. Here's what I'm going to tell you. There's a dragon. There's a hot blonde. And that's all I know. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. I don't know that's anything else. As much else. as I know too. I'm, I watch the show. It's entertaining. First of all, we talked about this. It looks phenomenal. Cinematography, oh, production is quality, really yeah. Dick, look, this the cinematography in this is excellent, and I've watched who the cinematographer is, and it kind of changed hands. Uh, some of the best there is, um, but I couldn't care less about it. I, I'm, it's entertaining to me. I, I'm not like, yay, let's go again. I don't know how they they're doing a new season with only like six or seven episodes. What the mm. hell is that? That's not a season. Yeah, and they're they're full length, almost full length movies times too oh they're episode. gonna be two hours long each one yeah. or ish? the thing the thing about this show is i've heard so many good things about it like i can't like i'm not like let's watch the next one let's watch the next one i mean this has uh, taken like almost all month just to get I, through I, it. I know i'm into the bachelor and bachelorette and and the bachelor <laughs> oh, in paradise God. that's it that's that's uh, that's that's my top three shows of all time mm-hmm. <laughs> every year i love it, it. it's and, it's um, the best come on <laughs> it's the best but uh, right, no, I don't. Right, I don't right really... before this, I watched Ozark and uh, Stranger Things, which Stranger they Things. just re- released uh, Stranger Things season three trailer today. So. Oh, okay. But uh, but yeah, I mean, gosh, I don't watch any TV, but you know what? When, when I do, I, I, I watch these binge work exactly. shows. Exactly. That's, we, that's we, the way we to do it. a lot of movies. That's the way we'll, to do we'll, it. We've seen Office Christmas Party a hundred times, Hangover a thousand times. If oh, we're the scrolling Office. Through, oh God, the uh, Office. Yeah. yeah. I love. No, the Office Christmas Party. Oh, not, Christmas Party that movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But we'll just we'll just sit around and we're like it, we're just chilling. We'll like just see what's on TV, what movies playing. We're like oh, let's watch this again. Fine, you know we're we're 
we we love comedies. We watch a lot of funny stuff. We we never ever watch the news. And our good friend I mentioned before, he's he's on CNN. He talks about stuff. I'm like Jimmy. I don't follow uh, Jack shit. What what you're talking about? I don't know anything. I know you just came back from whatever city. Talk about some crisis. I don't know anything. So I just. I'm I'm the same way. Unless we, it's in we, my uh, town, it it I can't you know or the close by. I really I can't wrap my head around, because the yeah. news is always talking about drama and and violence, and I just, I just, I can't I can't. I'm the same way. Three news broadcasters recently booked us for their weddings. They like they all know each other, and uh, and I have, I have no idea who they are. Like no no idea that's, what that's channel fine. they're on. Yeah, you just pretend like oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. I, I I feel bad, but. Um, I'm watching uh, Star Trek Discovery right now. Um, I'm kind of a Trekkie to some extent. I like the Star Trek stuff. Never saw um, that. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's good, man. Like like the thing is is I'm I'm more of a Star Trek Next Generation kind of dude. Oh yeah, that's I was um, just gonna say that. That's where that's where it was at. Yes, Captain Picard. Yes, and I don't know if okay. you know this, but he has there's a new series coming out um, starring Picard. I thought there was going to be a movie. It's a no, series. No, it's it's, it's, a t- really? it's a television series. But so oh, wow. so just there's been we there's been a Star Trek drought for years and years, and they just uh, uh, last yeah, after Voyager it just kind of like dropped off. Exactly. Um, but twenty seventh. Well, there was an episode. There was a Enterprise. There was something called Enterprise in between. Um, but uh, but the most recent one is called Star Trek Discovery. It came out in like twenty seventeen. I think they started it. And uh, it's uh, so it follows kind of the th- like the look, like the way that it's filmed is very similar to the movies that came out. It's very, that very high energy, shaky camera, lots of light, light effects, you know, lens, coming lens, lens flare and all that kind of stuff, which I'm kind of like, you know, it's not exactly Star Trek per se, you know, but but they, but they do a really good job. I think their first season, they were kind of fi- finding themselves. Season two is really good. Because they did a lot of like character development that made sense. The first season was was totally great. It's, the whole thing is like watching a movie. Like the quality of these shows now is just so good. With you know the amount of money they're pumping into these things, every one is like an episode. Uh, every movie is like an every episode is like a movie. The level of detail and the quality of work that these oh, guys are, are filming is just insane. Um, but I really think that it's starting to it start to find itself really in season two and start to get back to a lot of the Star Trek roots. And they brought it back around to the original series um, by doing some things that are really kind of cool, um, like in terms of bringing it back to the original show. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's just so well filmed. Um, it's so well shot. This, where where, where can we find? Is is this Netflix, Hulu? So this is, so the problem with this one. Uh, the problem with this is that it's only on CBS All Access, which uh, had a lot of. Oh, Star I thought Trek you were people. gonna say YouTube. Mm, no, it's on okay. CBS All <laughs> Access, and they want you it, like CBS is like trying to do a Netflix now because of this show and because they know they could hook people into it because of that. But it really is just like. I mean, if you do it, you pay for it, and then you watch it, and then you there's really you want Netflix or you want these other things. I'm sorry, they're trying, but no. I, I wish there was a way to get to it simpler, but there's really kind of not, which is kind of a kind of a real um, bummer about it. Unless you find other ways. Um, and to be honest, I found some other ways because I'm not paying for the service, you know. Um, but you know, I actually I kind of take that. I want to what I do want to do is pay for it for like a month and binge watch them all a month because I think that's worth worth it. And you really, I really do want to support quality work you know um but anyway i, I was disappointed in, in how they released it initially um 
But uh, apparently uh, there's this new Picard episode is coming out or Picard show is coming out very soon. And he's got to be like 80 now or like 75 or something like that. So to tap in for this, man, that guy is just such an amazing oh, actor. I'm sure he's still on his game, though. Oh, yeah. I'm man. sure he's been waiting for this. He's incredible, man. So I'm super excited about that when that comes out. Um, Did you ever see that photo of him, the actor? And <laughs> there's the, it's the clip. <clears throat> I don't know. He actually is playing Picard. There's a clip of the, the it's it came up in my feed today where there's a there's a bunch of the guys from like the 1800s building this huge camera. It's like and there's and the photo is like the first camera being ever built and it's a photo of this taken. And then there's Picard and oh, yeah. a scene. He goes, well, then who the F took that picture? It's just <laughs> yeah. <the> one. <laughs> I oh, love a, that. Yeah. I crack up at that every time. Yeah, he's, he's it, doing it that, so that locust where he's like pointing to, with his hand. Yeah. yeah he's oh, like, my gosh. I because love those you, memes, you look at that yeah. photo like, oh man, look at that camera. Wow, it's so big. The bells are huge. And then you're thinking, well, that's the first camera. Yeah, who, who took that picture? <laughs> I love that. And it's a perfect Picard thing. I, yeah. I'm, like you said, Andy, I'm a, I'm a, I like the movies, like the, the Star Trek. I love the new three, the new uh, trilogy of the Star Trek. With I only the, saw the first one. I got. I have to. I have to. Oh, it. they're so good. I know. I know. I, I got to keep going on. Chris Pine, right? They, he's, they he's get the, better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're really good. Oh, the second one is with with Khan. Oh my God. Okay, I got to keep going. It's fantastic. Or is that the third one? I don't know. They're they're awesome. They're really good. I know. They're I enjoyed really, the first really one. I don't know why I never got into the second one. I immediately but. bought the trilogy on iTunes when they they're they're great movies. Even Natalie, who's not into like Star Trek, you know, or any kind of sci fi stuff, is like these are great movies. Yeah, that's so. that's what they tried to do with the show is is get people that normally aren't into Star Trek because it's really kind of like almost action now. Which is okay. which is good to get new people in, but not so good for the original, like the regular Star Trek people. Because one of the things about it that was the Star Trek series itself is that it was kind of nice that it was slow paced. They got into some deeper topics, um, and and they still do, but uh, it's just not it's just not at the the pacing really kind of throws off that old school vibe and the development that they used to do. And at least in season two, they got into more of that traditional character development and traditional kind of storyline that I think has been very good for the show. Um, God, but. just got Instagram uh, notification that, uh, that Jimmy just tagged me. I just, post. yes. Second ago. <laughs> yeah. What was I, I was I talking at the time? Was I? Uh... No, it's a photo of me with the, some Snapchat. Oh, okay, so you're cool. you're the selfie yeah. guy. You're, you're not all, taking yeah, pictures of your friends. Yeah. You know, doing, it's all me there, yeah. Jimmy. What okay, are we talking so... about? Living in the moment when we started. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to post it before it got too late. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> guys. Anything oh, else you want man. to talk about? Uh, I gotta I gotta jump on a plane tomorrow morning. Yeah, this sucks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but this is a long time coming. Uh, this this was um, she was a guest at the Alaska wedding, that um, that happened about three years ago. So it, it's because you know she, I th- I thought she was just joking around. She's like, when I get married, you're gonna be my photographer. Well, three years later, here I am um, going on a on a plane to Orlando tomorrow. Nice. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, looking forward to that. Except for the heat, though. You know, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying like New York's like four mid forty weather. Mm. I like spring. But man, but other than that, it's going to be great. Cool. Are you kidding? That's fantastic. Ah, it's too Sun. hot. Too oh, hot. Humidity. I don't like humidity. Um, but uh, yeah, but that's and, true. And, and, and you know what? Too like you know the day before we leave, the wedding planner you know emails us the whole timeline of things, and it has like completely different of what 
we talked about with the bride. It's like, oh, and, and the and the wedding planner's telling me when I have to shoot the bridal party, and she's saying within these ten minutes of the day I have to shoot the bridal huh. party. No, that's not gonna happen. How, how long I'm gonna, shoot, I'm gonna shoot the bridal party when I want to? Sorry, you're there for how long? How many days? Uh, we're we're there from tomorrow up until Tuesday afternoon because uh, we for us to fly out Tuesday was cheaper than flying out Sunday. So we're gonna we're gonna stay there for a couple more days. Um, but she okay. uh, she works for a hotel that uh, uh, she got like a super awesome discount. Um, so we're we're just staying at the hotel. That's cool. We'll hear all about the, your trip. You know, yeah, and the wedding yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Cool. All right, gentlemen. Uh, it's been a different show. Uh, if this has been great, yeah, why not? Yeah, Every like now and show. then. And I thought we were just gonna co- come on here and talk about camera stuff. I had nothing this, to talk this, about. This was fun. well. <laughs> I mean, we had at this time of year. Honestly, I haven't touched a camera and purposely, you know, since since uh, my, my last shoot a few weeks ago. Uh, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's been two weeks for me. Yeah, so I was. I've done. I've done some lifestyle. I did a weird dog shoot, and I did some. I did a lot of headshots in the studio, but wedding wise, no, just meetings. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same same here. I, I picked up the camera just to uh, charge the batteries. I'm like, oh my gosh, this object feels foreign to me. It's, it's only it's only been two weeks. I'm like, oh, I hope I, re- I remember all my mathematics of f stops and ISOs and all that stuff. We'll see. All right, guys. Well, good stuff. Uh, we'll get back to a regular episode next time. Thanks for listening in. If you uh, listen to our non wedding photography related show here, uh, we'll get back to it. Uh, next time uh, with an interview with a gentleman named Stuart. Um, so, uh, Neil, where can people find you? Google me at Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Uh, find me at my website and social media pages all through there, too. And Jimmy? JamesFerrara.com at Photo is social. And my name is Andy Buscemi. Last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And you can follow me on social media that way. Thanks for listening in, everybody, to this non-wedding photography-related episode, number 100 and what was it? Four. Four. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you next time for 105. Peace out. Bye. Wedding photographers. (laughs) Good night.